UKW Showdown Episode 2. With Episode 1, I was absolutely delighted that they'd gone for a two and a half hour show for their first weekly show. That takes some doing, and they nearly pulled it off. This week it was um, slated for two hours, but actually the first hour, well no, the first half an hour was just them not ready. So we opened on an empty arena, then we went to the two-person booth for the commentary. You couldn't hear them, but they were chatting, they didn't know they were on. Half an hour in, we start, they've got to get this sorted. They've got to edit it and chop that first half hour off. It's not difficult, is it? I don't think. Anyway, that was the the challenging, well, one of the challenging things in the second episode. There were some really good matches, though, to be honest. And that's good. First of all, we've got... Um, Mainly on commentary on his own, JPR knows what he's doing. Good fella, provided some good insight. Couldn't always be heard, which is a shame, really. And it started in a very odd way, because last week we had Hunter Elkarus in counting in the ring. Oh, you can go blind, you know. This week he did the same thing. He had a microphone with him, so we heard him doing some incantations. Then he leaves. Nothing happens. As I said last week, you know... If you sold your soul to the devil or something, and you ask for something to happen, you expect it to, don't you? You know, Faust had Helen of Troy, didn't he, and all that, and it happened for him. But maybe it's gonna happen. Maybe this is gonna pay off in weeks to come, and I'll be saying, "Marvelous the way they brought this on." But it was a funny way to start because it was rather downbeat. First match proper is Andrew Jepson versus Robert DeCaro. And he's got his mate with him, um, who, who is Remus Kane. It's okay, this match, but it's not long enough. DeCaro has a go at Jepsen, who's a big man, but has lost a bit of weight recently. Jepsen's far too strong for him. Suddenly, Kane's in, and it's a DQ, and not for the only time tonight. Jepsen looks like he can't believe it. I'm a bit surprised as well. Now JPR's in on his own, and he's got... They've got a match um, the following night, which has been... It's just happened already. I'm so far behind. And um, he wants to bring in Henry Winter and Cayman Carlisle, those naughty, nefarious heels. The great thing is, they don't say much, because they, they generally don't. And he talks to them as if they're some naughty school kids, which really works. Look at me, I'm speaking to you, sort of thing. Give me some respect. He calls because they want a tag team match. And he says, you can tomorrow night. Tag team match for the championships. And if you lose, you're fired. Now, I don't know if they won or not, but I suspect they will do. Nice little segment, this. Mainly because of uh, JPR, who's um, who knows what he's doing and really gives them some nastiness. It's good, that. So to leaven that, we've got Shake McToomoo, people like versus Johan Hunt, who people don't like. And it's for the Round the Clock Championship, which is their version of another championship from a different company where people can win wherever it is. You know the one I mean, don't you? At the last episode, 
Johan Hunt beat Muktoom for the championship, and Muktoom's all business. I mean, the people want to play with him, but he's all business, which is good, really. And actually, he messes Johan Hunt up quite early on, attacks him. Um, it's a nice. Um, oh, Johan Hunt comes back with a nice suplex and a Boston crab. Then they take it outside the ring. Can't quite see what Johan Hunt does, but it must have been something big, because back in the ring, he just gives one knee to Muktoom, and that's it. I could have had a bit more than that, you know. Could have had a bit more than that. It's for a title, after all. Maybe he was knocked out, Muktoom, I don't know. Anyway, this is going to have reverberations later. Reverberations I'm not entirely happy with. And that wasn't a great match, but I'll tell you one thing that is working. It's the announcements tonight. Disconnector Brett Hadley often does them. And it's much better when they're in the ring and people are playing with the, with the crowd. I don't, didn't catch the name of the person who's doing them. Perhaps people, people can tell me. But they're really good, actually. So next we get Remus Kane versus Tommy Dillon. And I'll, I'm surprised. Tommy Dillon had one of the matches of the night. First of all, we've got graphics to tell us who's who, which we didn't have last week. That's good. And Remus Kane last week showed me a lot. He can do a lot, which is good, because Tommy, Tommy Dillon, generally, I believe, can't. He first of all hits some mounts, punches, a big backdrop. He hits a discus punch on the ropes. Then DeCaro, of course, who's there with his mate, distracts him. Um, Dylan's on the apron, doesn't realise there could be some problem if I continue to talk to somebody on the apron, gets bumped off the apron. Kane, it's a nice power slam, which is very nice. And then there's a good sort of, I suppose you'd call it a helicopter sidewalk slam. Puts him in the sidewalk slam position, turns around a few times, executes the move from Dylan. Very nice. Then a tough suplex. He's doing well here. It's a leg lock. That's very nice. Then DeCaro's in, it's a DQ again. And then the bloke they're trying to push, Big Duncan, big bloke, thinks he's got a character, probably has got more character than others. He comes in to look after Tommy Dillon. And they want, Tommy Dillon wants a tag match with them. But they're not very happy to do that. They walk out. They say, oh yeah, you wish. Well, he does wish because he just said it. So there's your clue. It was a good match, this. I wanted a bit more. And same thing with Cliff Harrison and Billy O'Keefe. Two youngsters who can really go for it. Really nice counters to start with. Good grappling, good counters on the mat. I could have seen more of that. Very tasty. Harrison backbreaker. Nasty, but he executed it well. Great Billy O'Keefe and Zaguri. Hammerlock clothesline from Billy O'Keefe. That is some good offence right there. And a huge spine buster for a Cliff Harrison win. He won clean, no DQ. A really good match. Shame Cerebral Stee, or Cerebral Stee, if you're in the UK, had to come in and beat him up. I don't know why he's attacking him. Have they got previous? I don't think so. Anyway, this was probably the match of the night. Because next, you've got Jester J-Row, or Jester J-Row Lewis, as he's called. I thought he was just called J-Row Lewis. He wasn't a jester anymore because he was a nasty piece of work now. 
He stole the belt from Jonathan Sedgwick, you know. Hello, Jonathan. We'll be seeing you later on. I've put the horses away. The owner of the company, he unveiled a very nice, smart new belt last week. But Lewis is still wearing the belt. He, this, this evening, is going to face Burrito, who's one half of Los Lunchadors, who are a comedy tag team match based around them being big men. Yep. And Burrito has a partner, Quesadilla, who is on um, commentary saying C, and that's all. Actually, JPR has some fun with that. Where are you going later, mate? Can I come as well? That's quite nice. Um, but he can do more than his partner, so this is not going to be anything more than a comedy match. It's got prevarication galore. They're prevaricating in the ring. Oh dear, you can go blind, you know. Eventually, Jester Jero gets sick of this and smacks him. He has trouble moving him out of the corner, finally gets him and posts him. Burrito goes up top, doesn't like it, screams out in fear, and then falls into Jester Jero's twig and berries, because that's what you do in comedy wrestling. And Jero had enough, so have I. He leaves. I could have done that and gone and got a cup of coffee. And it's another day queue. It's such a shame. There is a nice moment when Kissadier gets up from the commentary as Jester Jero is backing up the walkway, shouting imprecations and other kinds of words at Burrito. Throws him back in. Burrito lifts him up. Jero gets out of it, runs away. It was terrible, actually. I have to say that. Jero deserves more than that. And, um... Oh, dear. Anyway, on to another match that could be awful as well. Your Horus versus Big Duncan. Small versus large. Duncan's got the mic and does a comedy bit. How you doing? You all right? How you doing? Are you all right? So all that goes on. He calls somebody out. I think, first of all, he's asking for a, an open challenge any time, any place. And he says, I want to hear by the end of the night tonight. I don't think he does. And um, I don't know who he was. Couldn't hear him. I mean, there's some, there's some work you might expect here. In that, Duncan swats your Horus as he comes out from a, from a springboard. Dakaro and his mate are out, because, of course, early on, Big Duncan was out to save Dylan. So, um, while they're distracting him, young Horus gets a kendo stick, or a Singapore cane, if you'd prefer. And it's another DQ. Another DQ. Blimey, how many matches have we had so far? First one was a DQ, second one was oh, was a pin, third was a DQ, fourth was a pin, fifth was a DQ, sixth is a DQ. Blimey! It's, I mean, you might not like the DQs, but they're a lot better than what's gonna happen, I have to say. So, this is actually when Dylan wants to make the um, the tag for the following night. I was getting a bit of a, ahead of myself. This is when they say, you wish. Yes, I do. I've just asked you, for goodness sake. So, of course I wish. Now, next, we've got Cerebral Stee with Jester J. Rowe, Lewis Jester, Lewis J. Rowe, with versus Sid Phoenix. I'm not mass- massively keen on Sid Phoenix, but it's all right. He doesn't get much chance to do anything, really. Before the bell sounds, there's a high knee, a roundhouse kick. This is all from Cerebral Steve, who's become nasty, you see. Then, um, 
you get Felix is out, completely out. There's no bell. Johan Hunt gets in for some reason to break all this up. Um, and then Mukhtum comes in, and I'm thinking, aha, Mukhtum comes in with Hunt. He shouldn't come in on his own because he's got the round the clock championship, which can be defended or won anywhere at any time. Mukhtum's here. That'd be an oh, that'd be a great chance to. No, no. Well, let's see what happens. The match apparently will not begin. I mean, I suppose it gives a sort of something to talk about, as I'm doing now. But I would have preferred a bit of a match, to be honest. They fight again. Duncan comes in. Then Lewis leads Steve back and asks O'Keefe for a match, because Billy O'Keefe's come out. Because they got previous, of course. Don't know why. And, um... I don't know if he does get the match. I don't know if the match is signed. I don't know if he even really asked for a match. I'm not sure. I couldn't hear much. And Mukhtun then goes to the back. And so does Hunt. There's a big opportunity for Mukhtun to trip Hunt, fall on him on the walkway and win the title. Or they could be just left. Maybe Mukhtun's away from the central crowd. He sees Hunt on the sidelines, looking on, looks to the crowd, makes the belt sign, they scream and shout because they like him, rolls him up, new winner, that'll be great. I don't know why that didn't happen. Oh well, okay, so here comes Jonathan Sedgwick. I told you he was coming, and he is in the new belt, calls the luncher doors out. They're on the balcony. Um, He says that they will have a match tomorrow night, him, and Mustafa Khan. Now, isn't Mustafa Khan injured? Didn't I see details of him being injured? Hasn't he hurt himself? Is he fighting tomorrow? Will he be able to? I'd counsel against it. Maybe he's not as bad as I thought. And your main event should be fantastic. It's Alfie. Hang on. Just a minute. Versus Leone Rose. I don't know if this is for the golden tickets, because you know Leone's got one. She's got a golden ticket, or a dream ticket, I think, or whatever it's called. So she can challenge any champion. I don't know if this is for that golden ticket. It's for the women's championship, because Alfie is the um, is the champion and this one doesn't begin either because Alfie gets attacked by Leone on the um, on the walkway which is entirely appropriate for Leone she's really developing as a great nasty heel and I like that she's brutalized by Leone Rose and that's great too but they don't start the match because Alfie can't even get up. She's helped to the back, and that's the end of the event. And I'm just not sure. I really enjoyed some of this. Some of the matches were really good. And that was great to see. But why do so many ending DQs or match not started? Why have we got 30 minutes where we can't where nothing's happening? To start the whole thing, and why have we ended on a 
A downbeat. She's being helped to the back. See ya. It's a... Oh, I don't know. It, it just needs looking at the whole order of things and the choices, I think. I really like this promotion. And I'm really getting to know the wrestlers. Some of them I like. Some of them I'm not so keen on. But that's the way it always is. But I'm getting to like it. And when they put on a show... And when they wrestle well, there's nothing like it. It is meat and potatoes, both of those. But I happen to like both of those things. Just that tonight, it was as if they wanted to do something a bit tricksy. And it didn't really follow through. So the things they should do is, more matches that are actually matches. More wrestling matches that are actually wrestling. Then when you bring people like Big Duncan in, that's all right. And keep JPR, really like him. Keep the announcer, really like her. And actually start at the start. I'll be there next week because I want to support this. But they really need to get it sorted. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.